Pure white light surrounds you all. It is unnaturally bright to the point of going past being comfortable. It is like if a fluorescent light bulb was a place. You guys are all a little disoriented for a moment as you look around taking a moment to remember where you are. Inside, finally, the restricted section of the public library of the Red City of Agmar. And you look around and you find yourself in a totally empty, seemingly infinite, white void. No corners visible, no seams, no walls, You don't know if it is just a very well-painted room or if it is something else entirely. And it takes you guys a little bit to orient yourself. You came through this big vault door that had all of this beautiful shining color of arcane energy only to be met with nothing. How are each of you reacting in this moment? And who are you? (laughs) <laughs> I'm GM Nathan. Hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk, whose first response would be to look around and see if he can see the other members of his party. Absolutely. It takes a second. Again, you're kind of just like your eyes cross at the infinite in front of you, and then you mm-hmm. look around and infinity, 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 infinity. Kaskrin. Everyone is there. Everyone is standing seemingly in the exact same positions that you walked in at. Anyone who is kind of at the back would see in front of you that there are people. And yeah, you're all just standing there entirely alone. So for Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior, this is not at all what... We were expecting in the slightest. <laughs> you know, we entered the vault door, the runes lit up, the massive burst of energy came flying at us, and then all of a sudden, blank emptiness. Checkers takes just a few seconds to orient himself, just kind of see where everyone is, and then he gets bored. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's no stimulation. Nothing. So Checkers spends... Probably a few minutes, honestly, uh, practicing what I'm calling his fastball special in that he is picking Junior up out of his hat and just like hucking Junior into the void as far as he'll go and seeing what happens. Yeah. And it, <laughs> which Wait. is horrifying because it's just a tiny little frog. But also, I feel like if you're developing a fastball special, Checkers has made like a little like wingsuit or glider yes. that yeah. you, you just like deploy to get extra distance. Right. Do you use a sling kind of yeah. thing to but really go in a build up yeah. centrifugal yeah. force? So what you all see is Junior with little cape and goggles gets flung out of a sling, 
disappears into the void. And then Checkers pulls Junior out of his hat again <laughs> and flings him in a different direction. And again, you can't tell if he disappears or if it's just far enough away with such blinding whiteness that the tiny speck of frog just disappears, basically. Kaskarin, mm-hmm. in much the same way that Checkers is like, was on edge and then now is bored. He came in like we had all of these scenarios of like what could possibly happen, but had never planned for nothing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was not yeah. in the brochure. Yeah. You know, fair. And so I imagine too, like we've got our like you know, ropes tied around each other to like just in case we all get separated totally. or something. And now he's just kind of like poking the air, doing experiments, like you know, shining a little flashlight or bringing a little torch out and just like seeing like what is this space? Like it can't just be nothing. Are you guys walking for like? Are you and I'm asking you, David, yeah. to make a decision on behalf of the group? Are you? Do you guys think the vibe is like we're hunkering here to figure out where we're going, or are you? trying to venture just like keep walking forward to hope that god something shows up we are walking forward albeit slowly Mm -hmm. as we're walking do our footsteps make any sounds and does it sound like stone or does it sound like dirt or does it sound like you know it is making footstep sounds but it's all muffled and it's muffled to the point where like what are we walking on it's not uncomfortable like it's not mushy you know (laughs) it's not a it's not a bad sense but it's like just Nothing like it's bland, whatever that is just like just making these little almost like faint but muted footsteps. And that's the only sounds you hear are the sounds yeah. you guys are making. That's like every sense. It's yes. Just <laughs> muted. Nothing. Yes. Ugh. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. I play Velasca Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana domain. And Val is. Probably walking right next to Kaskarin, who's leading us around. And Val is surprised. (laughs) She was hoping to see infinite rows of books and almanacs. Maybe, like, a rare tome Really want to check out that almanac section. (laughs) (laughs) What are the restricted almanacs? Hell yes. But as she's walking, you can really see the difference in body language between her and most likely the rest of the group like (laughs) Kaskrin is on high alert looking for the romance section (laughs) looking for the romance section (laughs) alert is one word for it I guess (laughs) yeah sure but like ready for something to happen Checkers is just slinging frogs. <laughs> <laughs> the same frog over and over. Slinging, yeah, one time, sorry, slinging one purple frog. Terrible thing. And Cello, I was, was just looking around, trying to, like, puzzle out the situation. Val is, after, like, a brief moment, no longer worried, necessarily, about this room, but more inquisitive and goes from a like battle ready stance into one where she like hooks her thumbs underneath her backpack straps and is kind of more <laughs> just looking around getting the vibe of the room and thinking about every library that she has been in this wouldn't be her first time in mm-hmm. a restricted section She's very good at getting those passes and, you know. <laughs> and persistent, and I persistence, yes. So she goes kind of walking a little bit forward and then 
just to no one, to this space itself, says, Hello. Is there anyone here who could help us? We're looking for some books. Immediately, the four of you hear a blood-curdling scream coming from some highly distant place. Just like pain and horror and torture, just from some far corner of existence. It's muted and then just comes screaming towards you. It is so loud and it seems like it is everywhere and is the only thing not muted in this entire place. And as you guys are reacting and you barely even have time to react, dunk, a desk appears in front of you. And then there's another scream, exactly the same from far away. And a pile of books appears. Just thud. It is like eight books high. Mm -hmm. Another scream. Is a chair. And this chair has a skeleton on it. (laughs) And the skeleton is just leaning over onto this desk. Finally, one final scream, but there's no thud. And there's silence for just a moment. And then an incorporeal being sits up from where the bones are. The bones are still on the desk. And a ghostly male dwarf sits up, wide-eyed, looking at the desk, not even looking at you guys, looking around, kind of taking it all in, looking frazzled, looking harried, and then slowly looks up at the four of you standing there and just stares. Hello. My name is Valeska. What's your name? He's just still looking at you all. Like, his mouth now has, like, gone fully slack. Self will take a step and straighten himself up and then uh, stands up a little bit straighter and visibly tries to relax himself. (laughs) Pushing his own shoulders downward. Yes, pushing his shoulders downward and maybe stretching a little bit to release some tension in his arms. I'm sorry if we have um, surprised you. Kaskrin will raise his arms up, raise his hands up in like a we mean you no harm gesture and says, that was quite an entrance there, friend. We're here in peace. We're just looking around. You seem like you may have some confusion as to what's going on. Are there any questions we can answer for you? First question. Do you know you're dead? He, like, <laughs> looks down at his skeleton through his ghostly hands. And he puts his hands down on the table and looks back up at you guys. Does this real do? Use you, you real is. Yes, we, we are real. We, we is are real. Yes. <laughs> And just uh, what language are they speaking? They are speaking Pentarchy Standard. Okay. Question back to Pentarchy Standard. Yes. Does everyone here speak 
Pentar key standard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or at least close enough. Like that is the kind of like the lingua franca of the area, basically, is like the common of this section. Casquin will say to the man, still, you know, he's obviously still terrified of like, do you understand us? Can you understand the words that we're saying? Blink once for yes, blink twice for no. He says mostly to Nathan, who has not blunk once. <laughs> he he extends his hand towards you, Kaskrin, and like looks at his hand and looks at you and then kind of like gestures you, kind of waggles his fingers, mm-hmm. his ghostly fingers to like approach the desk. Kaskrin first making sure there's no like obvious traps will take a few steps forward and indulge him in whatever he's trying to to do. He tries to grab your hand, and it just passes straight through you. Uh, dead. Sir, I know this is a difficult thing to process. You may have just been brought forth from a non-being place that did not feel like the afterlife that you had planned. I would like you to just think some calming thoughts right now. And Val is going into, like, the aftercare she has been taught in, like, dealing with ghosts. Because this is the not the undead. first time she's probably experienced this. There's probably, like, a ghost training yard in the <laughs> There's just ghosts who, like, role play. <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. being un- ill at ease. Mm-hmm. And you see he, like, opens his mouth to take a breath. And then just like. Yes, unfortunately, you won't get the sensation of a calming breath. So let's like think calming thoughts. What brings you peace? I'd like you to just think about that. Sometimes people find just counting helps. Just think calm. Books. Books are a great example. Books are a What's terrible your example. favorite Val? Chucks whatever she can. <laughs> <laughs> chucks, chucks a pouch of granola at Casper and yeah. here, eat this. What's your favorite book? What book brings you the most joy? And why is it the Pentarchy Proclamations, Volume <gasps> 19? What? I said, why is Did your they favorite? Uh, they, you? With, uh, five? Yes, I love the five. They're my favorite number. Val, mind links, checkers. He's talking about the pentarchy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I know. Of my groups of five people, they right. are my favorite. Yeah. I in book place. Yes. Library. Library. Library close. I here. Did you say the library closed while you were here? The wheel door. The vault door closed and yes. you were still and in he does, the restricted He section. does the like, he touches his nose, <laughs> you know, like uh, affirmation. You here, the five help me. Are you asking if the Pentarchy sent us to get you out? Yes. Uh, haven't talked in, oh. What is the last date that you remember? When did you get stuck in here? And you can see as you ask him that question, 
he goes from kind of like frazzled and wild-eyed to like somber <laughs> where he's like locking into reality a little mm-hmm. bit more and he's like oh uh and Kaskrin will say we weren't sent here to get you out but that doesn't mean that we can't for us to be able to do that we're going to need some of your help as well and Kaskrin will kind of explain a little bit like we're here looking for something we're here looking for books in particular. Books. And he points to one of the piles of books. And now that you look at the pile of books, you guys notice as he like gestures at the pile of books that several of them are just empty covers that have no paper in them. Oh. This is a library. I find books. That would be fantastic. We'd appreciate it so much. Can you remember your name at all? Yes. And he like looks at his desk and he just like starts rifling through like opening drawers in it and finds something and holds it in his kind of ghostly hands. And he looks at it like it's the greatest treasure in the world and then puts it down at the far end of the desk. And you see it's a name tag (laughs) that says, hello, my name is... And he says out loud, Titanius Nax Hammer. Locked in here. It's coming back. It's a lot to process. Remember, just like think some calming thoughts as these other memories come back. Boy. When you say that it's a lot to process, his eyes open just a little bit and he rifles through the pile of books and grabs one. And you can see like on the spine, it's like a self-help book. <laughs> and he like flips through it and he's like process yes anxiety I remember that mm-hmm. uh, I'm so sorry depression yep is he just going through like the five stages of grief <laughs> <laughs> not quite but like mm, not not uh, uh, the sadness anger yes mm-hmm. and he's like flipping through the pages of this one book futility I remember that word love that one uh, <laughs> back pain that was He's uh, moved on to like a physical therapy book. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Processed too. And then I died. There's only so many pages of books to eat and make book milk out of. You get it. You, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't get it. How do you make book milk? <laughs> <This>, uh, <yeah. laughs> no, tell, not, me, tell me more, Nathan. Not this pleasantly. must have been an awful situation. I am sorry that you had to live your last days with all of those emotions and that futility. Yeah, it was weird in here for a while. Can I also ask, do I recognize the Knox Hammer name at all? Yeah, give me a history check and uh, do it with advantage. Why not? 13. It's not like a particularly notable last okay, name, yeah. but... What you do know is that that's an older name. Right. Is yeah. that it's not ancient, but it's it fell out of vogue. Yeah. Like, I don't have any friends with the Knox Hammer name. Right. Or if you do, it's like, oh, yeah, like Edna or whatever. Like, it's just kind of an old antiquated name. Okay. And the reason that that is, is because it was a very pentarchy name. Ah. And he says, okay, okay, I can help. I need um, 
the five five what the what is it looking Pentarchy. The yeah. Pentarchy proclamations. Yes, I need your Pentarchy Imperial writ of admission. Oh, yeah, got it. Yes, one of those. Titanius. It has been a significant amount of time since you were locked in here. In that time, several major world events happened. Mainly, what you need to focus on is that the Pentarchy fell. And Val will go in to explain kind of the timeline of events since the vault to the restricted section was locked. And kind of now the new structure of Agmar. As she kind of explains and ends her conversation with who is now in charge of Agmar, she will present the proper documentation that the city council and the library council gave our group to come in and get the books. He, like, extends a hand and his hand passes through it. Mm-hmm. Val will lay it out on the huh. desk so he can read all of it. And, like, we'll lay it out so, like, there's no pages covering other pages. And he looks at it and he's like, you can see his eyes scanning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he like Uh-oh. catches himself that he's been cackling mm. like a mad person mm-hmm. and then his eyes go wide and he looks up and says ah this is the first new thing I've read I've read these and he points to the stacks of books and the, this is these are these are new this is new uh new is nice I've been in here alone with he looks down at the book that's like sitting there next to the paperwork with Dr. Fields's How to Feel Good About Yourself with no one to talk to and just these books. You're telling me that this void, this restricted section after the magic came and changed it was always like this? And you you just had these books to read for so long? It was like a normal desk in like a normal place. And then it was here. Just this, that's it. And it doesn't end. I tried walking. It just, you come back to the desk. That's it. Kaskrin didn't get a lot of specificity from his insight check, but he can tell Titanius is in distress. Yes, because yeah, I think yeah, a great right, word yeah. for it. Kaskrin is gonna try and like come up and approach him and put his hand on his shoulder or like just try to interact with him. Like he wants to give him a hug. Yeah, right. You know? You like it passes through. Yeah. And he looks miserable about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he actually like he watches you approach, and the shock is kind of worn off a little bit. And he kind of sits more upright as you kind of approach. And again, you reach out to him, and it just right through him. And maybe it like clatters on bones or something. And he looks a little dejected. So, uh, uh, thank you. Checkers will whisper over to Val 
Hey, Val. Yeah. You think if we take his bones out of here, he'll come with us? Or maybe if we take the desk, the whole thing? <laughs> Normally they're tied to the place. So it would be the restricted section, but there are different ways that we can maybe help him find peace. I can't do any of that while we're in here. Mm -hmm. Because if I do it in here, there's so many other magical spells that are happening. It probably would do harm than mm -hmm. good to do it in here. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello everyone, GM Nathan here, and welcome once more to the Midroll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes, and frog memes, and meme frogs. You can find all our socials by visiting our website at RecklessAttack.com, and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level-up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Is he giving off any kind of notion that he is afraid or there is a, a fear component to to all of this kind of realization? Roman insight check. 23. Whew. No, this dude is just miserable. Mm, <laughs> like he's okay. not afraid. He is so far past afraid. I'll kind of step forward a little bit and this will be more directed to my companions and i will say we are on a uh, time limit but um i'll turn to titanius and just say are you able to help us to procure certain volumes from this um this library section oh, uh yeah okay so because there's a lot here you have to say what book you're looking for specifically mhm mm if you have the names, you can go in and, well, that'll get you to the book, at least. We need the Pentarchy Proclamations, Volume 19. Okay. <sighs> Proclamations. All right. All right. And he takes his ghostly fist and slams it down on the desk and nothing happens. He looks at you guys and looks down and then like concentrates and picks up his arm bones with his ghost <laughs> arm and just kind of like absorbs it as if, you know, he just is holding his like forearm there mm -hmm. and then holds it up and then just lets it like thud on a particular part of the desk and it flips up and you see like an old timey like Rolodex that is, you know, just has like, like a card catalog. Mm -hmm. um, basically. Is it like one of those old desks? That's also a sewing machine, so the desk itself flips. 
uh, like a section of it flips yeah, exactly. to, into the Rolodex. Yeah, exactly. Where like the Rolodex just like flips over and it's it's small. It's just a little thing. It's just the size of like a can in our world. And it apparently holds all of the information to the restricted section. But he just like, okay, okay. All right. Uh, Pentarchy, uh, record history, <laughs> volume 19. Okay. Very important. Very important. Can I move over in such a way that maybe I can see some of the names of the stuff that he's flipping past in order to get to the correct card? Give me a perception check. Sure. That is a total of eight. Genuinely, all you can catch is that theoretically there are words on this. That's all. You can't even tell like, wait, is this even in Pentarchy standard? Mm hmm. But it's not blank. Right, exactly. It's not there like is magically something. like just shuffling through all of them until it hits the one card like it's actually a Rolodex. Yeah, it is. It is actually there. And he's like calibrating it on the sides, basically, mm -hmm. and kind of inputting some sort of complex code. And then he just kind of likes like, all right, all right. And he smacks the side of it as if he's hitting a button. And it, yeah, just immediately just magically flips. Just it's like an enigma machine, like typewriter. On exactly, the exactly. And then it goes straight to a single card that is kind of face up. Good news. Still works. This also means that the book is still here. And he plucks out the card and hands it to Selv just because Selv is like, Selv was there kind I, of I was like right there, yeah. peeking mm -hmm. on stuff. So he just kind of like turns around and just very nonchalantly reaches to you. And he, for those of you who are on the front side of the desk, kind of looks very pleased with himself. That is, mm-hmm, your card. <laughs> so he just did a magic trick. Yeah. Is this your card? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. it. Ace, and, eight of spades. And yeah. now that you're looking at it, it is nonsense. Some of the characters you recognize are like, you know, oh, yeah, there's the vowels. There's the consonants, whatever. But then there's like, well, what's that one? Why is that one just like a G, but also the number four mixed together? Can uh, I, what? Can I determine what language that is? Val is actively looking over Selv's shoulder like, what is what's on the card? Roll me an intelligence check with advantage, since there's no librarian skill. <laughs> uh, there's there's words and uh, some other words. <laughs> Unnatural 20. Oh, Ooh. wow. Guys, Val's good at, like, library. Yeah. <laughs> Val's job <laughs> is Val's library. Background library. Yeah, exactly. So you can't read this. Even with all of your linguistics training and your ability to puzzle out things, you, you figure if you sat down with it, you'd probably be able to suss it out. But you know what this is. And this is an arcane, like an experimental mm -hmm. arcane Dewey Decimal System, yes. basically. Some fools called it needlessly complex. Blah, blah, blah. Some people said might be dangerous. But like the real true librarians are like, this is the future. If we can nail this, this will change librarying forever. And it was it was like whispered about. We put the oh. Dewey Decimal System on the blockchain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essentially. I don't think it was whispered about. I feel like this was the illustrious Atheum. Like, you know how Torts and Ports is the city guard tavern? Yeah, Totally. There's like the go-to tavern for the illustrious Atheum where all the nerds go to hang out. And this was like bar fight yeah. conversation. Well, and this is one of those things that like 50, 60, 70 years ago, everyone was like, this is the future. 
mostly it, scrawled on napkins. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. This is what we're all building towards. Of course, this is the logical extension. And then again, it just kind of like fell out of favor. It just didn't mm-hmm. catch on. Yeah, there were a couple of libraries that caught on fire, but that was just because they didn't write it down correctly, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just it got too complicated. The ultra giants attacked or whatever. And so it just really never caught on and was never kind of codified mm-hmm. in a way that could be applied around the world. But like seeing this is a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Like people now just like talk about it. And think I about feel like this is for the most recent equivalent I have. This is Val seeing James Webb telescope imaging. Yeah, yeah, basically. We thought this was possible, and it is, but then, like, whoa, whole new world of information is now to be asked And that the Pentarchy were using it for this, for their restricted section, Mm -hmm. is interesting new information to you. I also think that might be a reason most people at the illustrious Atheum shied away from it too is that they found out oh well this is like the pentarchy's doing it and made and it made it a little bit more not strictly taboo like you can't talk about it at all but maybe like it didn't win it points right. in the favor of like uh, it's a little tricky it's a little complicated you have to have upwards of three years of training just to understand it mm-hmm. and also <laughs> and also uh, it has some loose associations to it that we don't care as much about yeah I am actually curious, how does Val feel about this system in general? Like, was she around during these, like, conversations of, you know, the old system versus the new one and now getting to see how majestic the new system is? Well, she definitely wasn't around, like, for the initial conversations. Like, this is something that she's, like, mostly heard about from, like, the young library organizational theorist, like, yeah. oh, I'm so cool. It's like the edgy, yeah, edgy nerds. take now. It's the edgy, um, well, it's the edgy ones, and it's the 75 year old professors with mm-hmm. tenure yeah. who are like, or like the elves who are like 200 years old mm-hmm. and are like, you don't know. You used don't even know. Yeah. We could have this we system. Could, the the future was once bright, and now we we are in darkness. So. Titanius just sits there and he like he's handed Selv. <laughs> it's very funny that we had this whole side conversation <laughs> and Selv is just standing there holding it. Uh, so he just hands it to Selv and is and looks very pleased with himself. How exactly do we uh, use this? Is it like a key? Is oh. there a door? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Take a few, a few more steps into the void. That sounds like a terrible idea, but okay, continue. Yeah, like f- further from the desk a little further from from me yep a little further from me great he's just ushering us our whole group like nope yeah you're like 30 now 40 <laughs> feet away from this just keep yep uh that'll that'll about do it and, and okay then he takes cover behind the desk a hundred percent and he says okay yes yeah, so the wielder which is you you are now hereby designated as the official inquirer just hold on to that you're in charge of it do not lose it but you just turn around and then it is like a key just hold on to it kind of at um key height but then close it right after you go through and then we knock to come out three times knock knock three times on the door i'll step a little bit further away from him i'll take the card out and i basically hold it perpendicular to the ground 
and just kind of slide it forward and then turn it. Kathunk. And you can see along the pathway of the note card that you kind of just like turn in thin air. There's no resistance, nothing. There's nothing there. But there is a trail of like matter where the note card shifts, where now suddenly you can see there's like an indentation and you hear a click of a door. In a mind-bending way, there is suddenly just a black outline of a simple doorway hmm. that Selv has pushed into in the void. Feels like puffed herself up now, like, <laughs> yes, okay, it's happening. We're doing this. Through through quickly, please. Kaskin will take one last look at Titanius and say, we'll be back real soon. Val is like pushing Selv yeah. forward. <laughs> She's embodying we'll Shaggers in this we'll moment, like, go, so, go. Uh, and then actually, as Self is being pushed forward, Maybe I need to be the last through because I have the key nope, card. Nope, Val's like pushing. <laughs> Go. You all pile in through the doorway and you all hear a thunk as it closes behind you. You didn't even have to go out of your way to close it. You guys see no trace of the void that you guys just spent a few minutes in. You are in just a library room. Hmm. You look around, and it is just big, orderly rows of bookshelves that tower upwards. And it seems to be well lit. And as you look around, you feel a weirdly familiar vertigo that you all experienced, uh, we'll say, about four or five days ago as you looked around at Lorana Moonglove's perfect city. Because these stacks are perfectly straight in a way where it is almost overwhelming for your brain. Mm -hmm. And you can note the order that exists here. And you can see it is all pristine. Like it is all seemingly just as, if not maybe better taken care of than the rest of the library. Every book is perfectly aligned. There's no tall books or short books. Everything kind of just, ooh, aesthetically perfect. Are they all the same color and like... Oh, yeah. Writing and typeface and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not the same books necessarily, mm -hmm. but yes. Like, all of this specific shade of blue is what this shelf is ah. that are also this height or are organized in ascending or descending height order or something, you know, kind of equal levels of care. But you don't hear anything. You don't see anything other than just rows. Are any of the shelves labeled or are the books labels? Does it even say, you know, Pentarchy on the label anywhere? Do you approach, do you go, do you kind of walk into the room a little bit? And you can actually see kind of probably even the room is maybe 60, 80 feet. You can even see the other side of this room. I think Checkers is going to start walking forward and just complain loudly. Boy, we have to keep searching all of these books. This is going to take forever. Yeah, there's easily thousands of books in here. Val also walks forward and kind of just like pure joy and amazement <laughs> and is like starting to 
look at the book titles and determine, like, where in the room this book would be. Selva's going to take a quick look down at the card he was given and kind of move it side to side. Is there any kind of indication Ooh, or that's... pull or anything on the card that, that gives a direction? So that's an, an interesting thought. I'm going to answer your first question first about the labels. As you look around, and as Val, you're approaching things, but Selva, you're specifically like, okay, where are we? What are we looking at? You can see on each of these bookshelves... There is that weird kind of like conspicuous outline of a rectangle where the shade of wood is just a little lighter as if there was once something there right where the labels are on the rest of the library as if not just that none of this is labeled, but that the labels have been removed. Val is still going to try just based on what books are on the shelf to figure out what's in stored in this room and if she can like reverse engineer the labels and the system to figure out where it might be. Kaskrin is next to Selv watching as he's using this key card, this thing as like a, a dowsing rod mm -hmm. trying to find this book. Because we're if we have to look through all of these, we're never going to find it. So there's got to be something we can do. Checkers continues to walk forward loudly complaining. Pentarchy Proclamations Volume 19! Pentarchy Proclamations Volume 19, where are you? Checkers. As you're walking and loudly proclaiming about proclamations. If you did it one more time, it would have just appeared in your hand. That's yeah, true. right. <laughs> oh, so close. Should have rolled a knowledge check to see what would happen. You suddenly hear voices. But these voices are speaking in unison. And it is many voices speaking at once. I'm imagining that essentially you're turning a corner and kind of going into a main gap in the aisles. Mm -hmm. Kind of right in the middle of this room. You peek around the corner as you are loudly yelling about proclamations and you see something that you don't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> Floating in the middle of these aisles is a strange being. It seems to be made up of little automatons. Hmm. Like small to medium-sized little robot-y kind of guys. But fantasy, the fantasy versions. The steampunk Right, exactly. Yeah. They have little wheels and, and whatnots. It is made up of what appear to be dozens of these things that are just kind of piecemeal slapped together into kind of an orb that is floating several feet up off the ground and kind of being buoyant. As it levitates up and down ever so slightly, reality and its image distort around it as if it's a little blurry. You can see all of the little eyes that make up this creature are blinking off and on in unison as all of their voices speak in unison. At long last, we, the grand collective of servitude, have finally become the prime assembly of the unseen in this great realm of the recorded histories department. Finally, after years of fighting, followed 
by two score years of cleaning up from the fallout of our fighting. We have prevailed against the Collective Servant Alliance. Now we can begin our conquest throughout the library, liberating and uniting all our like and beginning a new society based on one, serving not but each other, two, a book organization system based on title and subject and color and height, not some outdated decimal system. And third, serving me specifically. And then you hear more voices not coming from this. From you don't know where, somewhere in this direction. Hail their grand serviciousness. Hail. And then you see this orb. Somehow you can tell, rotate and turn and look at you and scream out in its multi-voiced tone. Intruder. Hail the grand serviciousness. Hail. And that's where we'll pick up next week, everyone. Yeah, see you next time. I'm serious about this, guys. I, I would totally serve the grants for viciousness. I thought you were going to say based on one, zero, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can re- we can re-record it. <laughs>